In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, in today's Gospel, Christ makes it very clear. If you love him, you will do what he commands. And if you love him, then you are loved by the Father. And the Father loves you, and he will make his home with you. He will come to you and gather you into his house and make it your house. Or, to put it another way, if we love Christ, the Father will gather us into his church and confirm us in his church. He enables us to gather together with the other saints in order to receive his gifts and then actually do as he commands. So if we are to live as Christians, we are to gather, return, and repeat the cycle of receiving the gifts of God again and again that we might be strengthened in order to do what he says. But being part of the church is more than just gathering together, although it is very important that we do so. But to be part of the church is to live a life called for by Christ, to live not as the world lives, but to live as one redeemed by his blood, and to receive the Holy Spirit through water, word, and the Holy Supper. So what does it look like for the Father to bring us into his church? It's rather simple. Christians are called to receive the Holy Spirit through baptism and the hearing of the word, and receive the peace that surpasses all understanding, that comes from and is informed by the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that is how we're made into the church, but what does it look like to live in the church aside from gathering? Christ teaches us about the church in today's reading and gives us three distinct directives. The first directive Christ gives us is that inclusion into the bride of Christ, the church, grants knowledge beyond what is obtainable by the world. Think about that for a moment. Having faith, being joined with the bride of Christ, being baptized, gives you access to knowledge that is unobtainable by the rest of the world. Being joined to the church through your faith gives you spiritual wisdom, wisdom that is only given by God. For the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And Christ has promised to send the Helper to you, as he did to the saints of that Feast of Pentecost many years ago. And the Helper will bring you wisdom. This wisdom does not come today with loud winds and tongues of fire, but with a spoken word, a burning in the heart that yearns to know and to hear the wisdom of God proclaimed and preached as he has ordained it to be. It doesn't come through the mouth of Christ as the apostles heard it, but rather now through the mouth of men appointed to preach and teach the word of Christ, to preach and teach that wisdom that is Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, that wisdom which is a stumbling block to the unbeliever, but peace, hope, and joy to all those who hear and believe. Secondly, the church is called to love who and what the world does not. 
It seems to be an increasing trend in the world today that if someone disrespects you, sins against you, slanders you, it's fine to disrespect, sin, and slander them back. An eye for an eye is quickly becoming the motto of this world. But it is not the motto of the church. Christ commands us to love our enemies. Christ commands us to love those who do not love us. So instead of an eye for an eye, we are called to turn the other cheek from the one who strikes us. Because of Christ's death, we are called to live a life that goes beyond the golden rule. We're not called just to do unto others as we would want to be done for us. We are called to show Christ's love to everyone. We are called to be perfect and loving to all. The church has room for the unlovable. The church has room for everyone. The church has room for you. It has room for you when you don't love your neighbor. It has room for you when you feel and think you are unlovable because the world sees your sin and condemns you for it. It even has room for you when you despise it, when you despise that very church that you claim to be a member of. It has room for you because Christ has already made you his. The bride of Christ, the church, has room for you because Christ made room for her. He saw the ugly and sad state of the church and washed her in his blood, presented her blameless to the Father, and so the church does for you. The last directive, then, that Christ gives to the church here on earth is to share a peace that is far beyond the world's wildest dreams. Because for those outside the church, any peace is only temporary. Any peace they find ultimately will be met by death. From birth to old age, the world cannot answer the question raised by death. From birth to old age, man is forced to grapple with his mortality, forced to wonder what is on the other side of the grave. Death, whether we like it or not, for the world is a constant unknown, an aggressive accuser pointing out the failure of mankind that we have broken the commands of God and there is punishment. But for the church, for those who have received the wisdom of Christ, who have been washed and cleansed in the blood of the Lamb, peace is eternal. There is no need for fear. Death is not unknown. We have the wisdom of the one who has gone before us, the one who has returned now to the Father and sent to us his helper to give us that wisdom. We have been taught all things by this Holy Spirit. And we are left with peace because Christ lives eternally. And so our peace is eternal. Death could not hold Christ and it cannot hold you, for your death is his death. His resurrection is your resurrection. And this peace that you have is confirmed by the reception of the Holy Spirit, the great comforter who Christ sends to you. 
Christ sends you the Holy Spirit, and so your life, your life in the church is unlike anything else. It gives eternal wisdom, eternal peace, and love beyond the world's imagination. But you don't have or do any of these things of your own accord. You love because you are loved. You know because you are known. And you have peace because Christ has paid the price. So brothers and sisters, do you seek fleeting peace, earthly wisdom and conditional love? Or do you love the Father, seeking eternal peace, heavenly wisdom and unconditional love? You know the truth. You are here today because you love the Father. And through Christ, you are enlightened by his Holy Spirit so that you do what he commands. So when the ruler of the world comes, when sin, death, and the devil come, and your sin is pointed out and you stand accused, rest assured, you have the Holy Spirit because you have been baptized. Rest in the eternal peace that this gives, that Christ's death is your death, that you are forgiven, redeemed, and confirmed in that one true faith, so that on that last day you do not need to be afraid, because you know you will be raised up to everlasting joy with your Savior. In Jesus' name, amen.